Production support comes from Smithville Fiber, the Gigacity Company, a philanthropic community partner since 1922 and proud supporter of numerous community organizations. More information at smithville.com. And School of Public Health Bloomington, Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life publichealth.indiana.edu. Welcome to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Zaltzberg, editor of the Herald Times, along with co-host Sarah Whitmire, the News Bureau Chief here at WFIU and for WTIU. At the end of every school year for the last decade or so, we've brought high school seniors into the studio to talk about uh, what's going on in their lives to kind of get the pulse of a few members of the current graduating class. So joining us today from the class of 2016 are Ryan Bredemeyer from Harmony School and Brantley Goodrich from Harmony School. Also Sarah Small and J.D. McMillan from the Academy for Science and Entrepreneurship and Kayla Snyder from Brown County High School. You can join the conversation by giving us a call at 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285 9348 outside the Bloomington area. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition. So Sarah and I are very excited about having you all here. So thanks for thanks for taking time out of your day. I know two of you have graduation tonight. The Academy's graduation is tonight. Uh, Sarah and JD told me and uh, Harmony graduation is tomorrow. Yeah. And then Kayla has uh, another week or so, right? Still waiting. Still waiting. <laughs> All right. So um, I want to start by asking our two Harmony School representatives. Harmony is a, a private school in, in Bloomington. And, and I guess you could tell us uh, you know, why you, did, why you chose Harmony. And then I want to talk, want you to each to talk about your senior projects because that's something really unique about Harmony and, and what you do. So. Um, Kate, uh, no, Brant Brantley, let's, okay. let's start with you. Um, I originally transferred to Harmony uh, halfway through my sophomore year of high school. Um, I was at Bloomington High School South, and uh, I just I felt like I wasn't learning, and I have a lot of anxiety issues, too. Um, and Harmony is a really welcome community for that and for accommodation for students. Um, and it, the, the first time I sat there, it just sort of felt like home. Mm -hmm. um, and this year, my senior project was oriented all around um, improv, improvisational theater. Um, and it's different uses and applications from just comedy um, and then also as a use of therapy and communication. So I worked with Camp Yes And through IU, which is a camp for teens on the autism spectrum and educators to work together and use improv to help communication skills. Um, I also went to classrooms around MCCSC and taught improv. So give us an example of uh, you know, what you were doing improv. So. Um, well, it starts off where uh, the, the basic end goal is a two-person scene. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, for people who don't know, improv is you make everything up just on the spot. So technically what we're doing right now is improv, uh, but this is more like for an audience. Um, but the end goal for any class, no matter uh, where I was from, I did a class at Harmony to I did a class at uh, Hutton Honors College, the end goal is a two-person scene. Um, and so you start with like warm-up activities to like get people's brains flowing, uh, and then you do like some movement stuff, and you really enforce that it's like a safe space. Okay, all right. So Ryan, how about you? Um, so I came to Harmony um, because it's it's an environment where you can really pursue what you're interested in. Um, there's a lot of flexibility to kind of um, you know pursue your interests and customize the education in a sense. Um, and for my senior project, I studied exer exercise physiology and got certified as a cycling coach. Um, I've been working with the juniors program on the Scholars in Bakehouse cycling team during my project. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the academy is also a, a school that maybe a few people don't know exactly what the academy is and, and why, you know, why you would choose to go there. So let's ask J.D. and Sarah about the academy so what, what was, J.D., what was, uh, what, was the, what was your interest in going to the academy? Uh, the academy, it's real small. There's probably about 100, 120 people there. Yeah, we peaked over 100 this year. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so it's a real great environment. Um, our graduating class is, what, 25 or so? 24 of us are walking. Yeah. So it, it's great, the teacher-to-student ratio. You know, you get a lot of, you know, extra time with the teacher. Um, they really open up their schedule for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
Uh, we both so. went in. You, yeah, we both went on our freshman year, and I didn't want to go south because I, in eighth grade, actually, my math class, I had 35 students cram-packed into this math class, and I was like, this is going to be my entire experience at south, or at least it felt like that. And so I went to the academy, not only for the smaller environments, but the project-based learning, which is very what the whole school is about, mm -hmm. our project-based learning. So instead of just being handed assignment after assignment, I am working towards a goal. Everything I'm learning is to solve what we call our driving questions, which is what the whole project is about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Can you say a little bit more about the, about the project-based learning? So driving questions. So how would that apply in, yeah. say, uh, a, the, um, yeah, a particular class? How would that apply in a particular class? Do you want to talk about, like, the CSI? Uh, sophomore year. Um, there was the Shakespeare project, yes. and we were in a group of about six or seven, and we had to write a play in Shakespearean English. Mm -hmm. So we had lessons and then transferred that into a script yeah, and so actually put a production together. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure our driving question was, uh, how do we take a, how do we Shakespeareize a fairy tale or something like that? And so mm -hmm. we got to choose our fairy tale. We did, JD and I were in that group together. We did Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And then we turned it into a tragedy where eventually a lot of people died, and then we had a hero. <laughs> it, was, it was exactly what you'd expect of a Shakespeare play. <laughs> okay, so Kay Kayla Snyder is from Brown County High School. So Kayla, your Brown County experience, we've had your superintendent on numerous times, David yes, Schaefer, who's, who's retiring at yes. the end of this year. Um, so what, what's some of the, what are some of the meaningful memories you're gonna have in terms of your academics at Brown County? What, what class maybe was your favorite class? Oh my goodness. Brown County is so blessed for a public school to have such qualified teachers. So many um, of our teachers just go above and beyond to make sure the students get a top-of-the-line education for the public school setting that we're placed in. Um, my 131 teacher, Alice Mannix, she is one of the top teachers in the state to teach the ACP P classes in both Spanish and English. And so many of our other teachers, our science teachers, um, not only teach in the classroom, but they do field studies in the summer. So we're able to gain the full round experience. And I loved my science and English classes, and it's really driving me towards what I want to do. They, they're just so inspiring, and the fact that they care so much about their subject really makes me want to care about them as well. Mm -hmm. So what do you want to do? What's next for you? I want to go to Ball State and study organizational communications and environmental management. I want to speak on behalf of companies and organizations that promote wildlife preservation and land preservation and basically go out and speak on behalf of those groups and try to make a difference somehow with, with that career path. Okay. Well, let's ask the rest of you what you're planning on doing. Brantley? <laughs> um, I'm attending IU in the fall, and my goal is to major in theater. In theater? Okay. Ryan? Uh, I am also attending IU, and I'm planning to study computer science. Okay. Uh, after graduation, June 6th, I uh, head to Evansville for an accelerated welding program. Mm -hmm. So on June, June 6th, you're going to leave for Evansville? Mm-hmm. Okay. Not much of a summer. Okay. <laughs> right. Sarah? How about you? I was a part-time student this year. I was taking dual credit classes at Ivy Tech, and I've decided to be a full-time student there, and I'm just going in exploratory. I've had an interest in so many different topics, I really didn't think it was fair for myself to just pick one. So I'm just going to be exploring everything. I've got some different classes to help me figure it out. Okay. So can we do a show of hands? How many of you are excited, and how many of you are kind of just like, oh, high school's ending? Who's excited about the future and who's a little... I'm excited. <laughs> it's actually sort of surreal because yeah. there's like this big mm -hmm. gap. We, JD and I ended school on Tuesday, but now we're doing our graduation. So everyone else was sort of sad. They're like, oh, school's ending on Tuesday. But I'm like, is it really ending? We have graduation today. And it's just, wow, it happened. Yeah. It's happening. For the record, so, there were four and a half. Yeah. Hands <laughs> so Ryan was the only one who kind of didn't put his hand <laughs> up. So you're going to miss high school. What are you going to miss the most? Oh, what am I going to miss? Um, I don't know. Um, like, <laughs> um, and I, I was raising my hand. So, sort of halfway. Sarah, Sarah, up. But like, Sarah was kind of halfway, I think. Yeah, it's because I, sure, of, I but, can't believe that it's ending, mm -hmm. but I am, I'm going to miss the people, I think is what I would say. It's yeah. kind of nerve-wracking, too, thinking that, oh, my gosh, we're, all, we're adults now. We're about to yeah. move mm -hmm. out and go on our own separate ways, and we just kind of have to sit back and rely on what we've been taught over these last 12 years and hope that's enough to get us to that next step at college and then on to further education or a career and just kind of 
having to sit here and just simply rely on what we've learned and just pray that that's been enough for us to, to make it through this next step with our head on straight. So um, I know that like a lot of times, especially in Harmony, it's such a different environment. Like I'm not used to uh, like doing Scantron tests. Uh, the, the first time I've done that in years was, uh, and I took a dual Ivy Tech class this semester. But um, I, I'm used to like sitting uh, like on the floor with a dog in my lap while like having like long elaborate discussions about like uh, Joseph McCarthy's religious beliefs or something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's very um, so I'm I'm just like interested to see how that will translate, especially to IU, because mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of IU classes I won't be sitting on the floor mm -hmm. with a dog in my lap. Yeah, you and, you and Ryan probably have a little different experience uh, in that. You know, most students are coming from, um, well, maybe not the academy either, but most, most high school students, the vast majority who are graduating this, this week and next week, are coming from an experience where they've, they've sat at a lot of desks, mm -hmm. done a lot of work with teachers being in front of the classroom. I know there's a lot more collaboration, but still they're going to, into a university setting where there'll be more freedom in mm -hmm. the classroom. You guys are probably going to have less, yeah. right? That's kind of what you're saying. Yeah. Ryan, same, same thing? Yeah, I, I think I would... Uh, I'd probably agree with that, that um, Harmony does have, there's a lot of freedom um, to kind of really make your education your own, and th there's a lot of flexibility um, while still having a, a, a very rigorous curriculum. Um, and I think there will, I think I do anticipate having less freedom in the classroom at university, mm -hmm. but I don't anticipate that being a problem necessarily. Yeah. Yeah. All right, our phone numbers, uh, if you want to talk to these five uh, graduating seniors from various schools around our area, 812-855-0811 in Bloomington or 1-877-285-9348 outside of the Bloomington calling area. And you can join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And you can, you can contact us on Twitter at noon edition. So maybe this time we'll start on this end with Sarah, but I'm wondering, do you feel prepared for, for what's next? I feel prepared for college. I have taken college classes. I know the building. I don't know what I'm doing with the rest of my life, so I, that makes me nervous. <laughs> you don't have to have all that figured out. Yeah. You? I'm ready, you know. I'm ready to go weld. I've been doing that the past two years. I At school? It. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I go to Hoosier Hills uh, half a day, which is up uh, connected to Norton. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So what's the, what's the life of a, what What appeals to you about the life of welding? It just comes natural to me. Uh -huh. um, I won two competitions this year, first place in both of them. You know, mm -hmm. I picked up you know a stick electrode and I was like, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> one of those you were involved. You were one of the Scholastic Stars, I think, for the Herald Times, right? And, yeah. and I remember something about a national award in welding, or was it statewide? Um, that was probably the MTI competition. Mm -hmm. um, MTI, there's a couple of different places in the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. We went to Brownsburg for that one. Mm -hmm. So there was probably about 80 to 100 people at that one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Brian? Uh, Rather, you, do, do you feel prepared for, you're uh, going to go on to IU, so do you feel prepared for that? I, th I think I do feel prepared, yes. I, I think it'll, it'll be different in many ways, but I do think that, you know, Harmony has prepared me very well for uh, university. Um, I, I have taken a couple classes at Ivy Tech and really enjoyed the, the college environment, you know. Um, and I, I think that the, the Harmony education with a lot of project-based learning, uh, similar to the academy in many ways, um, prepares students well for university. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I feel pretty prepared. Brown County High School offers several dual credit classes through Ivy Tech, AP, and IU. Um, so over the course of my high school career, I've accumulated so far up to 24 credit hours worth of college credit. I'm still waiting to hear back on a few tests to see if I've gotten any more. But with that, you have such a vigorous workload where you're actually in those classes, you're in the classroom longer than you are in, like, say, down here because um, you're in those classes every single day working. So you get a very large workload that you have to deal with on top of extracurriculars and a job and trying to maintain a social life. And so being able to manage that um, my four years at school, I feel like is going to really prepare me for the workload that I'm going to have once I go up to Ball State. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel I feel very much like I know that I'm prepared, but at the same time, I also know I'm going to panic about it because that's just who I am. Um, 
But I know, like, the one thing that I don't doubt my preparedness on ever is the, like, communication skills that I've developed at Harmony, um, especially being, like, a member of student advisory. I feel like, um, and also uh, knowing the ethos so well, I feel like I know exactly how to deal with any, uh, like, problems I'll have um, when I uh, enter college, whether it's with another student or uh, with a professor or uh, with, with sort of, like, anything, like the work um, I know that I'll feel comfortable enough to uh, approach the problem. I think it's interesting you all decided to stay in Indiana. Oh, I have to. You have to? What? Oh, my um, my dad, he was in the National Guard, and so the he fought so many times overseas that the VA offered for my sister and I. They're paying for my tuition so long as I stay in-state at a public school, so I have to be here. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm the Lilly Scholar at my school, so they offer free tuition to any Indiana college, so that kind of influenced my decision as well to stay mm-hmm. in-state. Mm-hmm. I looked at a few out-of-state schools, um, one of which Kalamazoo College in Michigan, uh, but I ended up uh, sort of settling with IU because I feel more comfortable um, because I, I know uh, a lot of the people in the community already. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I considered several universities um, out of state. I applied several places in California, including uh, UC Santa Cruz and UC Berkeley. Um, but I ended up deciding to go to IU um, mostly actually because, well, partly because I'm more comfortable staying here, but also because um, I, I do competitive cycling, and the competitive cycling scene in the Bloomington area is one of the best in the nation, um, and so that was a big deciding factor for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I'm going to join the UA Local 136 Plumbers and Steamfitters once I get out of the Accelerated Welding Program, and I can ask to be transferred to a different local if I want to go to Montana or down to the Gulf or something. Mm-hmm. So, now JD, you're, so you're really starting your uh, you're starting your professional career yes. very very soon. So, did you consider um, you know the the idea of going to taking a few years before you actually settle into your job? Um, kinda. I mean, they. I was thrown into it because it's a it's a great deal that I got. Um, my teacher at Hoosier Hills helped me, mm-hmm. you know, get into the program because there are 200 applicants. And uh, wow. as an 18 year old with not as much welding background as some, uh, you know, 20 year old welders out there, I was pushed into the program. Mm-hmm. So that was really great. Okay. So you needed to just go now if yeah. you were going to go. I couldn't wait. The spot <laughs> wouldn't was, be held. Yep. I, I want to sort of veer away from school for a minute and just talk about, um, you know, what do you guys what do you guys like to do outside of school? And, and I know Kayla mentioned working, so the rest of you have jobs. Have you worked in various places, Brantley? Um, I actually, uh, I, I worked at a restaurant for a while. Um, this summer I'm a lifeguard at Brian Burke Pool, but next year, um, and then also f- some over the summer, I'll be the box office manager at the Bloomington Playwrights Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, uh, the Bloomington Playwrights Project is something I've been involved with um, since my, uh, like, sophomore, freshman year. Have you done plays there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in uh, a main stage show uh, back in my junior year, which was really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of, like, along the lines of what I like to do, just things related to theater and also improv. Right. Okay. Um, when I'm not working, I like to take the time to, like, volunteer in my community. Uh, Brown County is such a service-oriented community. The people who live there are always so willing to give and create new ways to give if there's not um, a calling for them that they don't want to invest in. So I am a member of the Friends of Brown County State Park where we go through the park and we help clean up trash. We also raise money for park equipment and volunteer service that the state can't provide in its budget towards the park. Um, We have bought um, we've helped build a shelter, we've helped build trails in the park, and it's really helping the tourists that come in. And I also work at our community's um, soup kitchen, Mother's Cupboard, and just getting involved in the community has been really beneficial with not only my social skills, but also just being able to have something fun to do in my spare time. <laughs> okay, right. Um, so I don't have a job, um, but most uh, where I spend most of my time is uh, cycling, On training for races. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Pretty much, if I'm if I'm not at school or studying, I'm out riding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I just put in my last day last Friday at the Bloomington Project School. I mm-hmm. uh, went to middle school there, so during my high school career, I worked there after school just about every day, you know, oh, okay. cleaning up, mopping floors, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Right. Sarah? I got a part-time job at Kroger. At Kroger? Yeah. Okay. It's simple. It's easy. The people are awesome. Yeah. Good. So I also want to add, there are various things I want to ask, but the next thing I guess I want to ask you guys is about, um, you know, issues that are really important to people your age. And you don't represent everybody your age, I know, but so you can just talk about, you know, individually. And I'm going to start with uh, our academy friends over here with J.D. and Sarah, and then then we're going to take a short break and come back because we're kind of hitting that time. And we start talking about issues that could go on for a while. So, Sarah? Like, I feel, I feel yeah. kind of nervous for other students, though. I've learned a lot of communication skills, and I've built up trust, and I've been learning about respect and responsibility in my school. It's some of the core foundations that they teach us. And because I'll talk to my sisters. My older sister went to South, and my younger sister is about to go to South, or she's in Jackson Creek right now, and they just they hate it. They don't like talking to people. They want to do their own thing. And I'm like, you have to work with people. So I feel nervous for some other students at different schools. I'm like, when do you get to do group projects? When do you learn this communications and talking with other people? Mm-hmm. Well, trans- translate that to sort of, you know, maybe global issues. You've seen po- what's going on in politics today. People don't seem to be working together. Do you think that, you know, is that, does that carry on or do you worry about that stuff? I, fe- I just I worry about people being able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge, I'm an extrovert, so I love to talk to people. I'll just go up and start having conversations. Mm-hmm. It's very easy for me. Mm-hmm. And so it does, con- it confuses me sometimes when I meet like an introvert or a quieter person. I'm like, why don't you talk? Right. <laughs> I would love to talk to you because you're here. Yeah. JD, issues? Uh, going off of what Sarah said, you know, why don't you talk to me? Well, I have a cell phone. That's why I'll text you <laughs> instead of call you or anything. Mm-hmm. Technology these days is just, I mean, it's making us little turtles. We're in our shells and we don't want to come out. Mm-hmm. It's, I think technology is bad for us. Okay. Well, I think we've got time to go around the room here. So, Ryan? Um, well, I've, I've got a, sli- a slightly more optimistic view of technology. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I definitely do agree that um, it's easier than ever now to only hear opinions that you agree with. Um, and I think that tendency will only grow in the future, and we need to really work to, um, you know, see things from more than just the the viewpoint of our closest friends. You know, we need to to reach out and and learn about other perspectives if we want to have an, an effective global community. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. It's actually surprising amongst our peers if it's so. It's kind of sad how narrow minded. Um, due to social media people can be it's so easy to see an opinion of somebody else's or a viewpoint of somebody else's and instead of taking the time to invest into well why do they think that way what facts are leading them to that decision would those facts influence my decision as well it's just you just unfollow the person or block the post and it's creating a very narrow-minded society where as diversity could bring people together, it's bringing people apart because we're not choosing to see why people think the way they do. It's just, I disagree with what you have to say, unfriend me. And it's actually right. very sad. Yeah. Um, sort of adding on to that, uh, just the like narrow-mindedness, um, I feel like a lot of times at Harmony, uh, we really try and push for like an, uh, an equity understanding of what equity is uh, and how to improve that. And then also um, for students who are in a position of privilege, Uh, to then uh, understand that they have that privilege and use it for good. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like it's really important for people to, instead of like blocking a post, um, uh, to uh, understand why that person felt the need to make that post in the first place, um, and then seeing uh, what you can do to help or understand the situation. Um, And uh, just, I feel like, and also what Ryan said, just being more informed, uh, it makes understanding the world around us way easier. All right, we're going to have to take a short break now. We're talking with five high school seniors who are all going to be graduating within the next week. If you want to join our conversation after the break, and we hope you do, 812-855-0811 in Bloomington, 1-877-285-9348 from outside of the Bloomington calling area. That includes Brown County. And you can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition or follow us on Twitter at noon edition. We'll be right back. This is Noon Edition on WFIU. Production support comes from Smithville Fiber, online at smithville.com, and IU School of Public Health Bloomington, 
online at publichealth.indiana.edu. WFIU News covers South Central Indiana and the state each day. You can read news throughout the day as it's posted on our website at wfiunews.org. And you can pick up a digest of all the top stories. It's like a newspaper delivered to your inbox each weekday afternoon. It's a free and easy way to stay on top of not only the headlines, but also the in-depth audio, video, and print news stories you can't get anywhere else. Subscribe right now at WFIUNews.org. Welcome back to Noon Edition. I'm Bob Salzberg from the Herald Times, along with Sarah Whitmire from WFIU and WTIU. And we have five high school seniors in here with us today that we're, we're talking about a whole variety of, of uh, issues. And just to, so you'll connect their names with their voices, I'm going to have each one of them introduce themselves, starting with Brantley Goodrich. Hi, I'm Brantley Goodrich, and uh, I'm a senior at Harmony High School. My name is Kayla Snyder, and I am a senior at Brown County High School. I'm Ryan Bredemeyer, and I'm a senior at Harmony High School. My name is Jay McMillan, and I go to the Academy of Science and Entrepreneurship. Okay. I'm Sarah Small, and I'm graduating from the Academy of Science and Entrepreneurship. All right, tonight. Yes, tonight, tonight. we are graduating. Right. So we were talking at the break um, about a variety of things, but you know, one of the things that I, I'm always really interested about is the influence of teachers in your lives. I mean, can you, you know, you don't have to name names, but you can if you want on the good side, but. You know, what, what do you like about people who have taught you? And maybe what are some things that teachers could learn and do better? All right. J.D., let's start with you. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, flexibility is really nice. Um, I like when teachers will help you out. Like if you know you have, like you wrote a paper and it's in your backpack and you forgot to hand it in, mm-hmm. well, now it's late. Like if the teacher, you know, reminders, stuff like that, mm-hmm. that – that makes a great teacher to me, you know, because they're not there to assess me on whether I can remember to pull something out of my backpack. It's, you know, if I can write the paper that, you know, I wrote last night. little so. flexibility. Yeah. Okay. Flexibility is so important when it comes to teaching and just understanding because a lot of students, especially the ones that um, who are normally the most successful are involved in so much. I mean, they are in sports and extracurriculars and have jobs or home lives that, you know, the teacher might not be fully aware of. So turning in maybe three or four papers on the same day for different classes might might seem like a simple tax, but in, in reality, it's kind of the impossible. So just have, being able to have an open conversation with your students about what's going on in their lives and understanding, hey, I might not ha- be able to produce the best work I possibly can for you by 8 a.m. tomorrow morning, um, and just kind of understanding that flexibility is so important with us. And if you're willing to work with us, we're going to put our best foot forward for you, too. Mm-hmm. You said the word understanding, and I like full-heartedly agree with that. I feel like a really uh, wonderful thing that I've been able to have these past few years in my life are teachers who if you say I don't have this done they ask you why Mm -hmm. Uh, they don't say okay well it's late they ask you why and they need to understand why it was late what they can do to help and then uh, sort of to better the situation I feel like if a teacher takes a moment to understand uh, you or a point that you're making even if it's in the middle of math class and you're like I have a question about this problem and I see it differently uh, the, the, it's. I've had a wonderful experience of teachers sitting down and saying, okay, let's talk about this right now, mm-hmm. um, instead of uh, putting it off. Mm-hmm. Good. Right? Um, sort of just adding on to what other people have said, um, I think one of the marks of a great teacher is someone who can um, actually like really help and work with someone who's struggling in a class, you know, not just fail them and not just say, okay, here's the resources, but who can actually, you know, sit down with someone and and really work through whatever they're struggling with. Mm-hmm. All right, Sarah. On a different note, I've appreciated a teacher in the past who recognized a strength of mine. It was uh, Miss Roth who helped me get into, she recognized I'm a strong writer, and so she recommended that I she recommended my name that I be the student columnist for the Herald Times. And so I really enjoyed that. That's been something I was doing this year. I was writing articles maybe once a month when my name came up, and that was fun. Mm-hmm. Good. So I'm wondering what sort of put you all on the path 
that that you're on? What sort of options you considered and how you finally landed on X? I still haven't landed there. I'm like dancing <laughs> around it. I'm going in exploratory my first year because like every other week I decide, oh, I'm going to do this, but that sounds more interesting. Maybe I want to do that instead. And so there's X is over there, but I'm not there yet. Um, I want to chase the money in the union. I want to go weld pipe. Mm-hmm. I want some green, green and gold, <laughs> right? It's a guy then, who knows what he wants. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then after that, you know, get a little older, you know, can't crawl under a pipe and some mud, and, you know, mm-hmm. I'll start, you know, playing with cars and rebodying cars and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so I'm, I'm planning to study computer science and go into that field. Um, it's something that I've been interested in for quite a long time. It's a field that my parents both work in. Um, and it's a field that I think I could, you know, enjoy working in for a long time, and it pays well. <laughs> My dad has been a part of the Department of Natural Resources for about the past 20 years now. Um, he helps manage state parks all over Indiana. And with that, I've got to live in some of the most beautiful places in the state. I've lived in Indiana Dune State Park, Brown County State Park, um, Clifty Falls, Tippecanoe, and others. And it's just really opened my eyes to how important preservation is. And if it weren't for um, the preservation of these spots, I wouldn't get to live in these places. I wouldn't get to experience these places. And so many millions of people wouldn't be able to as well. And so I want to just have an active part in helping preserve places and keep places sacred so that other people can go in and experience hopefully something I've experienced as well over these last several years of getting to be a part of that kind of lifestyle. Mm-hmm. That also sounds nice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, I never actually considered sort of theater as like an actual like this is what I should go to college for. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always just something to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that I really loved doing but I uh, uh, this year, uh, I felt more and more comfortable like with it and with myself. And I've committed myself sometimes to some weird career paths. I wanted to be in the FBI for a long time, uh, so I like I like I went to a camp specifically for like training for that. It was weird, um, but uh, I feel like um, after sitting down, especially uh, with uh, like teachers and talking to them about uh, what should I do. Um, a lot of them have been very true to uh, college is a time to explore, like Sarah mm-hmm. says, mm-hmm. Um, and it's to find what you want. So go in doing something that you think you would want to do. So uh, I'm going to ask a, a kind of a serious adult kind of question. You know, we, we at the newspaper, Sarah here at the radio station, we spend a lot of time covering education around. And, and there are a lot of people in the legislature, lawmakers, the Congress, all these people talk about what's wrong with education today. You know, they've got all sorts of theories about what's wrong with education. Why isn't the American education system working? If you had a bunch of people from the legislature or the Congress sitting here right now, I mean, would you tell them, you know, what, what, what would you tell them they should be worrying about? Would you tell them that you think that that you know the education system that you just have are graduating from is broken is operating at 60 percent 80 percent 90 percent or that you think it's great i have opinions on this okay (laughs) two things that i remember that uh first off sex sex education Mm -hmm. i thought was very poor i wasn't sure what i was learning i don't retain much of it and I'm pretty sure most of it I learned off the internet just from going around and figuring stuff out and realizing, nope, some of this looks wrong, some of this may be right. I just, mm-hmm. I feel like that is so poor in Indiana. Uh-huh. And then the second thing is we want to cram in all this content that's causing a lot of pressure on the students. So we also need to focus on some of the emotional stability of them. Mm-hmm. Instead of just worrying about what I'm learning, how do I feel while I'm learning that? Mm-hmm. I think it's very important. When you talk about and pressure is another part of it. So I'm going to follow up and just ask about you know standardized testing and mm-hmm. the pressure that goes along with that. Is that? Pretty terrible. <laughs> is it? Yeah. yeah. It's so strange that Kayla, right? students, they're having us being measured by a number. They don't, a test only tells you how much how well you're able to take that test. It doesn't tell you, you know, all the hours that you're willing to put in to, you know, score well. It doesn't, it just, I feel like it doesn't accurately measure. I, ha- I know I have several friends that they are the most artistic people and they're so creative and yet they're, 
downgraded by poor test scores in math or people who are just eloquent and beautiful writers, but again, they can't do well in math or vice versa and how that affects us as not only our self-esteem, but our self-worth and like just the fact that we're measured by a number and not as an individual, it kind of like it tells us what we're not good at and not doesn't upplay what we are. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I really despise standardized testing. Yes. <laughs> um, I have a mom that works for the school system and she's actually in charge of uh, making sure all of the students have the tests. And I, I know both on a student end, it's awful. And especially on a teacher end, it can also be awful because um, just everything about standardized testing, I feel like is harmful. Um, from it, it just it values intelligence that isn't always the kind of intelligence that we need, and I feel like a lot of times now schooling is all about getting good scores on uh, standardized testing, but that means that it's not valuing intelligence that other students have um, and can bring to the table. Mm-hmm. And just kind of sorry, piggybacking off that as well there's time frames for mm. especially AP testing um, and within in Indiana we have snow days and we're not able to gain those days mm-hmm. back so we're having to rush through curriculum which that's detrimental in two ways one we're not able to really indulge ourselves into the topic we're just trying to get through the basics so that again we could pull off a good test score and secondly when we do get really interested in a topic we're not able to really explore that subject area and really take the time to dig deep into it and discover hey why is this really interesting to me we we just have to kind of brush past it and hope we have some time at the end of the year before the test to go back and t- talk about it. And mm-hmm. that's another problem with it as well, I think. I, I feel like one of the biggest things with standardized testing, it doesn't treat a student like an individual. It treats uh, students as mass numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, that's wrong because mm-hmm. we are all individuals. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. Um, and uh, a part of like learning is learning what are your strengths, what are your weaknesses, and how to improve your weaknesses and how to enhance your strengths. Mm-hmm. And another issue that I see with uh, standardized testing is it, it really, it, kind of adding on to what some other people have said, um, it really values um, kind of being able to remember details um, and it doesn't really value having a, a general, it doesn't value having a good understanding of the broader concepts. You know, this might bother some historians, but the date of the Battle of Hastings does not matter. <laughs> what matters <laughs> what matters is, you know, the, the context, understanding how things came to happen and understanding how we came to be where we are. You know, that's, that's what, you know, history is an example that I really like using here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, understanding how we got where we are and making sure, you know, seeing that history doesn't repeat itself in bad ways, you know, is it, that's the value of good education. Knowing the exact date and yeah. take, being able to take a test on it maybe isn't as important. I don't remember the date of the Battle of Hastings, Sarah. Do you? Mm. Uh, all right. No, I think it's all been said. Nobody likes standard. <laughs> it gives you some hokey numbers that uh-huh. people then take to the drawing boards and mess everything else. All up, right. So. so next time our legislators come here, we'll we'll tell them that. Are you, but you all actually feel the pressure of that every day. I, I just I remember, know students yeah. who are having panic attacks trying mm. to get their grades up. Yeah. I it remember, is ridiculous. I remember being at South and um, also even in middle school, just knowing uh, that those test deadlines were coming up and knowing that I had to get all of these things done um, on top of my normal coursework and knowing, too, that uh, my performance, if poor, will affect badly on my teachers. And I really enjoyed some of those teachers. uh, And I was just, I was so terrified of the possible consequences. They're very high stakes. I mean, like she said, it it reflects poorly on us. It reflects poorly on our teachers where, again, back to the whole concept of math, if I'm just not good in math and not, that's not my teacher's fault. It's my fault just because I can't, it, maybe I'm more English oriented. And so it reflects badly on the teachers and the schools and eventually on a much larger scale on the state. And mm-hmm. they're just so high stakes. And we feel that pressure from an elementary schooler taking I step all the way up to high school taking college placement exams and I in AP tests. And Let me uh, slide, slide in our phone numbers again in case uh, somebody in our audience wants to give us a call. 812-855-0811 or 1-877-285-9348. You can also join the live chat at wfiu.org slash noon edition. And you can follow us on Twitter at noon edition. And what you choose to do now moving forward, how do you define success? Start with you, Brantley. Okay, that's a broad question. Um, (laughs) I would feel like uh, success would be uh, if I look at myself and I see improvement. 
Um, and also I know that I am uh, not necessarily happy, but at least content with where I'm at. Uh, because I know there will be times when I'm not happy, um, especially like finals week. I'll probably <laughs> be like pulling out my hair. Um, but as long as I see that I have come further than where I was when I first started, I'll feel like I'll be successful in some manner. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. My definition's a little bit different. My definition of success is being able to do something well in your life, but with that, you're able to give back to others. If you're good at writing, you use your words to make a difference. If you're good at math, you use those skills to create something that can help others. Just Or even if you don't want a career that's oriented towards helping people, you take the time out of your day and your life to go out and just simply help others or it's just something simple. That would be success to me is just getting to a point where you're able to take everything you've gained and learned and use it to, for the well-being of others. Okay. Brian? Um, for me, I kind of think of success in, in two different ways. Uh, one, one part of it is, uh, you know, being able to be, be happy and enjoy what I do and have, you know, good friends. And the other part of success, the kind of more um, traditional, you know, career success thing um, is, is just being able to support myself with what I do, you know? Mm -hmm. My success... Um I, I will know I'm successful when I have a really, really big truck and a lot of four-wheelers. <laughs> you know, that, that's just the person I am. You know, I like having toys and stuff to play with. So when I'm successful, I'll be there. <laughs> All right, Sarah? I look at it on a uh, small-scale basis when it is, I know I've tried my hardest on this. I could have had a crappy outcome. I have failed many math tests. I am an English person, but I know... I tried my hardest on this. I will retake that later, and I will try harder again. Okay. We have a couple of phone calls, so if you want to all put on your mm -hmm. headphones. So Chuck from Bloomington. Looks like Chuck is first. Chuck? Yep. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Do you have a question? Uh, actually, it's not a question. It's a comment and uh -huh. a suggestion. A, okay. A modest proposal uh, to put it in the terms of a famous author whom I hope you have read. Okay. The point is that if you're concerned about the time you're spending and, and the value you're receiving from um, uh, standardized testing, I suggest that in a few years, maybe less than uh, you think, you'll be voting for uh, people like those legislators who are so concerned that you'd be able to show success on standardized tests in order to get out of school. That's all I got for you. All right. So you guys, do, do you plan on voting? Um, I actually, I, I'm 18, so I was able to vote um, mm -hmm. in the primaries, um, okay. and that was interesting. And I feel like um, we had a class at Harmony called World Today uh, where we even had a mock presidential election, and it was all very involved in getting every student 18 or over or 18 and under really invested in politics and what you can do with it. Okay. Our school's been really active in getting um, students of age registered to vote. I helped my school. Um, I sat at lunches and basketball games and helped students in my school get registered to vote. And we actually got a, I don't remember the exact percent, but around 90% of eligible voters in our school registered to vote. Just so, um, like he said, just to get students involved and able to have an active voice in the decisions that other people are making for us. Mm -hmm. Ryan? Um, I think one thing that uh, really needs improvement um, for me personally and for our society in general is um, people aren't involved enough with uh, more local politics. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's, there's a whole year of debate about the presidential election, but I honestly could not name more than one, maybe two of our, you know, state representatives in or even in or like Bloomington City Council people who make decisions that affect us even more directly. And I think mm -hmm. that's something that I need to work on and everyone needs to work on. Mm -hmm. I'm with Ryan. You know, mm -hmm. I couldn't name one important person or anybody. You know, <laughs> but, you know, I'll go vote. I'm going to do some research. And mm -hmm. it's my right. So. All right. Sarah? I should have registered. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But you will vote eventually, yeah. right? Okay. All right. We have another phone call, and this one comes from Jenny from Bloomington. Jenny? Hi, um, my name is Jenny Coombs. I uh, am retired here in Bloomington, and I work at the Student Advocates Program in, at IU. I'm interested in knowing from you, those of you who are going on to college or even to some kind of a training program, what are the things that you, at this point in time, feel you don't know enough about 
to get started. I've, I've worked with a lot of first-year students, so I'd be interested to hear what you're anxious about. All right. For Kayla, me, it yeah. would be how to address, I would say, real-world issues such as I don't know how to do my taxes, I don't know how to take out a loan, or what that even entails. Um, I don't know, you know, just basic simple things that adults do. We, I mean, we've gained lots of social skills over our education and lots of knowledge, but when it comes to, you know, I'm stepping out into the real world, I don't know how to do the really basic real world things, how to balance checkbook, again, do taxes, how to, um, just those simple things that come, seem so simple to adults really haven't been taught or pushed into us in our school, and it's actually really nerve-wracking, and thankfully I have parents who are going to take the time to help me with those things and help put or put the pieces in that have been lacking, but um, that would be what's missing for me. I was curious about that when you were all, I think all of you kind of mentioned that you, you know, you wanted to make money in your job, but do you know what to do with it, how to spend it, how to balance a checkbook? Um, Ryan and I have actually had a really uh, wonderful experience with this. Uh, at Harmony, we have advisories, um, and uh, your entire junior advisory is a real life application. Um, we even had a day where uh, Alan, who's our math teacher, uh, like taught us how to fix a car. Um, mm -hmm. Like uh, he, he just uh, he talked about like investments and what you should do and taxes, um, and even we had classes for filing for FAFSA. Mm -hmm. There's no problem with spending the money. I know how to do that. <laughs> but depositing it, you know, I walk into the bank and they're like, oh, you got to fill this out. It's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, right. Well, you know, so as long as they're helpful, you know, I'll yeah. get there eventually. There's something about saving money, too. You might want to learn a little bit about that. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, what are you nervous about? Um, definitely the everyday skills that seem necessary that I haven't learned yet. The taxes, the banking something to do with my car. My car actually did. I had a flat tire recently and I just stared at it. I wasn't sure what to do. Same. I had a, I had a very wonderful neighbor come help me. I made him cookies later. I could do that. So okay. I made the cookies. I know like schooling wise, uh, my biggest fear is um, not being able to do my best at everything. Mm -hmm. um, I want to be able to, uh, I'm just so worried that I'll overwork myself and then burn out um, uh, and n not be able to um, totally uh, balance everything that I'm doing. Okay, Jenny, after hearing all that, any uh, words of wisdom you want to offer? Well, I was hoping to hear more about um, anxieties about actually starting in at uh, Indiana or wherever you're going to college in terms of taking college-level classes and dealing with that kind of schedule and all the faculty. I can touch on that. I've been taking dual credit classes at Ivy Tech. I'm actually not nervous about going to college. I am nervous about what am I doing after college. I know the Ivy Tech building pretty well. I have experience with only taking classes, you know, so many days, and then I have to remember to do my work. So I'm not really anxious about college. I feel actually pretty prepared for this. Um, I'm going to IU, and one of my worries is uh, uh, freshman year, I know I'll be in lecture classes. I'll know I'll be in big uh, rooms. Um, and I'm, I'm just, I'm not used to that. Um, I'm, I'm used to having a class with six students in it, um, and I'm used to being able to just raise my hand and ask a question. So um, I'm, I'm worried about uh, how I will find the time to be able to talk to professors if I have questions, um, and not holding up the whole class if I don't understand one thing. My advice for students who early on realize that they have a real fear or anxiety of going into the college setting and being able to manage that kind of workload is don't take it easy in high school. It's so easy to get up to your senior year and you got your credits done, you're basically ready to graduate, plus or minus a couple classes, and you, you're tempted to take the easy route and take the easy walk through classes, but then you go off to college in the fall and that's not the way it's going to be. You need to keep pushing yourself each step of your high school career or you're going to be caught completely off guard. And because I took the hard classes, I feel pretty prepared going up and having a large workload next year. Okay, thank you, Jenny. Appreciate the call. Thank you. We thank only you have, very much. We only have about two and a half minutes to go, so we're going to have to be kind of like a lightning round. So mm -hmm. I ask, I sort of mentioned this before in the break, but what, you know, every generation sort of has a, that big news story that happens when they're, when they're a kid or they're in high school that you just sort of helps shape your life. What, what's been some big national or international event that you guys could point to and say, wow, that, that's 
sort of helps define our generation? Um, I think one thing that uh, really defines our generation is not so much one specific news story, but it's the increasing trend toward um, like separation in politics. Um, um, you know, the, the, the deepening of party lines, the rise of candidates who are farther to one side or the other, and less and less um, discussion and ability to, to work together. And I think that's the biggest challenge um, that not just the U.S., but the whole world is facing right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, Go I was going to say, mm-hmm. um, I feel like the, the one thing, especially with our generation, I don't think it can necessarily be one news story that defines us, mm-hmm. especially because we are in a, a mass media world right now. I feel like everything is coming so fast and then disappearing right away. Um, I remember the Paris attacks uh, and learning about that and talking about it in depth in class. But now I realize that it's not brought up as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Okay. I remember very young when uh, Katrina happened, there was a family who moved up before the major hit. And so that was, I think, I was in second grade. So that was when I sort of remembered thinking that, oh, hey, there's other stuff going on I have to think about. That mm-hmm. was kind of young, but that was when I started thinking about that. There were other things going right. on. Cool. 20 seconds each. <laughs> what worries me are the school shootings. You know, yeah. what's going through people's minds? Like, what, what are you doing? Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> Last word from Kayla. My opinion just is kind of a mix of everybody's. The the influence of social media, making sure people don't, they look beyond what their Facebook or Twitter feed says to be able to discover who they are and their political views and their social views. And just like he said, school shootings, that really has influenced my schooling career and just, you know, feeling safe, even though I'm in Little Brown County. Mm -hmm. Little things happen that scare us. and. Uh all right. We could talk for a long time with these these people. Kayla Snyder from Brown County, J.D. McMillan, and Sarah Small from the Academy for Science and Entrepreneurship, Brantley Goodrich, and Ryan Bredemeyer from Harmony School. I want to thank uh, J.D. Gray and Mike Pashkash for being in the booth today, and also, of course, Sarah Whitmire for being here. Thanks a lot, you guys, and congratulations on your, your graduation. I'm Bob Salzberg. Thanks for listening. Edition is a production of WFIU and the Herald Times. A podcast of this and other WFIU programs is available at WFIU.org. Production support comes from School of Public Health Bloomington. Public Health Reimagined, addressing 21st century health challenges with a multidisciplinary approach to disease prevention, health promotion, and enhancing quality of life. Publichealth.indiana.edu and Smithville Fiber, the GigaCity company. Fiber internet, HD and digital IPTV in Southern Indiana. More information at smithville.com.